Hello, race fans. Welcome to Disc Golf Daily. Today is Tuesday, March 27th. We are the podcast that gets you caught up with disc golf growth and news in just 10 minutes. If you find something interesting, share it with a friend. Today is PDGA Growth Day, and we'll close with a Q&A session about Natalie Ryan's journey to the Chess.com Invitational. Stay tuned. No big announcements today, but two thoughts to share. Pro Tour, please pay someone to write a news story about the event the moment it is over, please. To not have a news article on the homepage at least the next morning does not make pro, uh, disc golf look professional. That's one little thing you guys can fix, hopefully. And regarding the Olympus Disc Golf Course, wow, thanks for showing us what a great disc golf pro tour course looks like. Maybe add a little more room for the spectators, but overall, a thrill to watch on live coverage, at least. I did, I wasn't there in person. Um, I could see this growing into being the best stop on tour. An amazing venue to start the season. Let's jump right into YouTube tournament coverage growth. Both Jomez Pro and the DGPT YouTube channels gained 1,000 new subscribers in the past week. Jomez Pro now has 448,000. DGPT has 175,000 subscribers. Most of their coverage over the last week was from the Chess.com Invitational. Jomez Pro has full post-produced coverage for MPO and FPO up on the site. DGPT has tons of Chess.com Invitational highlights. The Disc Golf Guy also grew pretty quickly, uh, releasing the coverage for the Samwise Swine Tournament. Tuesday is PDGA Growth Day. Looking at event growth from 2023 to 2024, in 2023 through February 27th, there had been 953 events. This year, there's 986 so far, 3.5% growth. There we go. And on the members' side, things are actually looking a little better. Uh, We started out a little weak. i I went over the meeting minutes, the, the board meeting minutes for the last decade and figured out approximately when people sign up for the PDGA, either as new members or as renewing members. I then built a little model so that we know exactly where we are relative to how people sign up. So far, we're staying right around, right between 3 and 7% uh, less growth than we had in the past. So if there were 100 members before, we're running around 95 now. So right now, the current number of PDGA members is 83,709. The highest PDGA number, this is getting kind of crazy, 280,480, 280480. And we are on pace to end the year with 131,129 members of the PDGA. That is a phenomenal number, and it is 4% smaller than the PDGA was last year. Having said that, over the last couple of weeks, we have actually picked up some ground, and maybe with the Pro Tour starting up, more and more people will see disc golf and want to join the PDGA, and also, obviously, with new tournaments, because we actually have more tournaments this year than we did last year. So there you have it. 
the PDGA tournaments growing by about 3%, membership shrinking by about 4%, all in all, pretty much staying steady right now, which is not a bad place to be, bearing in mind the COVID boom. And I wanna to close today with a little Q&A that I did with Natalie Ryan. It was fun to see her atop the leaderboard. I can't imagine the path that she walked to get there. So I wanted to ask her some questions and she gave me some answers. Thank you, Natalie. Um, my first, uh, I said to her, uh, how did it feel not having any legal proceedings going on in the background of playing? And she replied, it was a huge burden last year to deal with the stress of those court cases and try to compete at the same time. The relief I felt when I woke up on Friday was almost overwhelming. I had almost forgotten what it was like to compete without it. I'm simply glad that my fight is over and relieved that it will likely stay that way. All last year when she was competing, she had the knowledge of legal proceedings in the back of her mind. That could not have helped her, situ her, uh, her gameplay at all. This year she didn't have it and she actually ended up on lead card after the first day. She fell back a few spaces, definitely finished in the top 10. My second question, how are you doing mentally and emotionally to start the season? She replies, my mental health is doing vastly better than it was even a few weeks ago. So much so that I have already halted the therapy that I needed to heal after dealing with the trauma and stress of last year. Succeeding in court and forcing the PDGA and Pro Tour to back down on their baseless discrimination really did wonders for my health, both mentally and physically. Again, that is great to hear. I'm not going to comment on whether or not the, um, the PDGA and Pro Tour's position was baseless, but... I'm very happy to hear that she is in a much better mental state. My third question, how were you received by the other FPO players in the tournament this weekend? She replied, the other competitors haven't changed at all, at all on their opinions from last year. At least none have voiced otherwise to me personally. Those that signed the Stockton Declaration very much seemed bitter I was competing, and those that defended me behind closed doors welcomed me back like nothing had changed. There were a few that were very happy I had returned, and we had a few practice rounds together. Change takes time. My next question to her, how were you received by the spectators in Florida? The fans were honestly better than I expected, considering the state this event is in. Last year, during Throw Down the Mountain, there were only a couple of folks cheering me on, even through the playoff win. Getting cheers during the round was not something I expected, but I am very much glad to be surprised in that regard. Well done, Florida. Whether you agree or disagree that Natalie should be playing in the FPO division, she's still a person and she still deserves our support. I'll just wrap that up with a little bow by saying she, in fact, is not breaking any rules. She's just making sure we know where the lines are drawn on the rules and then obeying those rules as they are set. I then asked her if she's able to understand the positive impact that she is having on the world. I know that what I have accomplished wasn't something many expected, and that it has made a massive difference for the great many LGBTQ folks in our sport. But I haven't felt that impact on the tour. 
I actually feel that I have let some people down, considering that the Pro Tour has opted to require trans women to undergo surgery to play tour events. Many people don't want that surgery, and many more can't afford it. Forcing people to undergo something so risky and invasive when there is no evidence to warrant that requirement only causes when there's no evidence to warrant that requirement only causes me to feel like I failed the very people I was fighting for. Trans folks deserve a future in every corner of our sport, and I have no doubt we will achieve that one day, but true progress toward that goal will always be slow. I thought that was a very good, thoughtful reply, and uh, I appreciated hearing that. Um, I know that the Pro Tour and the PDGA moved to level two, which, as Natalie uh, clarified, includes the operation, and I can understand that that may or may not have any necessary impact on uh, actual performance. So I get her point, and I don't know the answer. My final question to her, even if people believe you should not be competing in the FPO division, I, Steve Dodge, have to believe that many more people are accepting of you as the woman that you are this year, as opposed to years past. Are you able to feel, feel that, or are you too close to it? She replied, I hope I'm wrong on this, but I don't think many people have changed their mind on acceptance for my identity. Most people don't talk to me about any of these topics in person, so it's very difficult for me to get anything other than the extreme ends of the spectrum on acceptance through my messages and comments. I hope it's getting better, but I'm certainly too close to it now. So, that was tough to read. And I'll just encourage you, if you're a listener and you support Natalie's ability to be the woman that she wants to be, let her know that. It has nothing to do with whether or not you think that she should be allowed to play disc golf as a woman. Supporting her as a woman is an important step. I would just encourage us all to do that. Thank you, Natalie, for being a disc golfer just like the rest of us. And that does it for Disc Golf Daily. If you have any thoughts, opinions, or news, email them to us at discgolfdaily at aol.com. Have fun, throw them straight, and hit the thin gap. <laughs>